0: Welcome to this week's Olive and Aussie podcast, where we are talking about being locked down with your pets. Um, and I have with me today my better half, no, nah, never, my other half, uh, Chris. And um, we shall be sharing our experiences of what it's like to be locked down with Ollie and Ozzy. Mm. Ozzy? Mm, I think. Ozzy. <laughs> I think I preferred better half. Better half? Better half. Okay, well. We'll sort that one once we um, finish this podcast. So I've been at home since December, setting up the Olive and Aussie business side of things. And you were working away happily with your six days a week because you work in education. And um, all of a sudden we find ourselves at home and you've been furloughed.
1: Yeah, really unusual, actually. Um, getting up relatively early in the morning, going into work, being there for eight, nine, ten hours sometimes. And then, wow, suddenly not having to work at all. Um, Having long durations uh, to start with in bed. I enjoyed it so much.
0: I know. So not only (laughs) did Olive and Ozzy had to adjust to having a house full of people, but also to the fact that, uh, yeah, Chris was at home, and our schedules had kind of all gone out the window. So Georgina's at home, so she works part-time, so we're used to her being out of the house Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And Catherine, our eldest, is at university, and at when the, just as the quarantine was about to come into effect, she managed to get home. But prior to that, she was really, really poorly. And with all probability, our whole house had had coronavirus. So um, one, she wasn't allowed home until after um, the requisite number of days, which is 14. And because Chris works in a school, we obviously didn't want her bringing that into the house. So she literally got home the day before um, lockdown started. Um, so there we have Olive and Ozzie, Used to me being around, used to Georgie kind of being here. Wham-bam, in our small little bungalow, we've now got Chris and Catherine back as well, not knowing quite what to do with themselves.
1: Well, I I know exactly what to do with myself. Um, The the usual... Just remember,
0: this is a family show. The usual washing, (laughs) the usual
1: cooking for everybody.
0: (gasps) My heart's bleeding. My
1: chef, my, my chef... Many years of training came into a good play because I was there doing breakfast, lunch, and supper for everybody.
0: I have to say, 24 7, five days a week. We still have proof of Chris's chefing capabilities of when he was at Technical College. For those of you that remember, Technical College rather than University. And I think he just about managed to qualify as a chef, didn't he? A lot of sort of missed days and maybe not coursework handed in.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I came out of college a fully qualified chef and
0: uh, have been uh, happily chefing ever since. Well, managing, not so much chefing in the time that I've known you, which is some 26, 27 years. Um, Well, I can't help it, can I? (laughs) if, if, If a company saw in me a potential
1: manager to train up rather than somebody that spent their day all day in the kitchen.
0: Not that there's anything wrong with spending all day in the kitchen, and I have to say, as we both worked in the same place for well, from 16 years, I've had many a gorgeous, delicious meal cooked for me by um, a stream of chefs um, that we've seen over the years. We've been very, very lucky to have some very high-caliber cooking uh, going me, on. Excuse
1: me. I, I, th- I thought this was the. Um, it was we Digress. I thought this was a dog show we're talking about. <laughs> not the culinary <laughs> skills of my team and keeping you well fed
0: so yeah so chris is at home getting under our feet Catherine was home missing her friends having no money not knowing whether she's going to do another year at university maybe do a master's or whether indeed she was going to find a job uh, job yeah well she did apply for but it didn't quite happen did it so um and there we have Olive, who's quite a sensitive little thing, she's five now, and um, you know she's only what six kilos, tiny little thing. But she is—I um, don't want to say needy, but w- what would you say? She's sensitive. She's our sensitive little baby, isn't she? So she kind of—she of she
1: does pick up on everything in the household. She does
0: uh, changing mood, especially. And um are you saying I'm
1: moody? no'm just <laughs> I'm just saying she picks up on a lot of things, and she doesn't like the wind and doors oh, we have a we have a bungalow that's uh, uh particularly um, dynamic where doors are concerned because when the wind blows through they do can tight
0: uh, Put those teeth in <laughs> <laughs>
1: kind of slam shut and uh
0: or even just creak like backwards and forwards and yeah, and she will often well. Not often, every time we'll go and find somewhere to to hide. Preferably she wants you to hide with her, but obviously that's not always possible. So today is overcast day, bit of windy, and where is she? She's prompt in front of us in her bed on my desk, so not too far away.
1: Her favourite place to be.
0: And then we introduced... Ozzy last year. So, Aussie was born on the 4th of September 2019. So, he's now just over nine months. We haven't had him weighed since he was 22 kilos. And that was my goodness, it's got to be two and a half, three months ago now. Um, so, he obviously weighs a great deal. Well, not a great deal, but I reckon 29, 30 kilos, maybe. Yeah, he's he's a he's a growing lad. He's tall, isn't he? Very tall. Very tall. Very boisterous. Quite stocky. Loves playing with Olive. Olive doesn't always love playing with him. <laughs> but they do get on. Um, and he's just completely the opposite. He's um, he's, he's a big cuddly
1: bear as well. He, he is.
0: is. He's he's very settled, he's very secure in himself, and yeah, he just loves a cuddle. So having wall-to-wall attention I think the animals have thrived haven't they including to lose the cat which we mustn't forget our little ginger boy who's just got over a really nasty abscess on his face Dr. Pimple, Pimple Popper fans out there would have loved it when that one went burst.
1: <laughs> Christine, not everybody out there is going to know who Dr. Pimple Popper is. Not everybody watches rubbish TV like you do.
0: <laughs> That's my distressor. Um, yeah, well, she's a doctor in the States I can and assure she's a skin doctor and, and, and looks
1: after people's pimples. <laughs> I can assure you, having watched a couple of episodes, that is not a distressor. It, the programme is horrifying. <laughs> it, it, it goes into the bounds of horror movie. Yeah, with, but a, people with a triple go, X certificate.
0: I, I, I'm going to have to stop you. People go in there and whatever their complaint is, whether it's a large cyst or lipoma or something like that, they come out changed people so much more confident. They've got their lives back. I mean, she just wonders. You know, the skin is um, the, the body's biggest organ. So as far as I'm concerned, or at least I think I'm right in saying that. And, you know, when you have a disfigurement or something that's troubling you, and it's all outward and people can see... My goodness, uh, it can make you not want to come out of the house. Can I, can I just say... So what, she's great.
1: What has this got to do Rock with dogs? Rock dog pimple pepper. Nothing to do with dogs whatsoever. Well, we keep even, distracting, even, don't we? Even Ozzy <laughs> in the background is whining to say, this is nothing Get to do with, with it, me guys. and my sister, what you're talking Get
0: about. A, yeah, I do have a habit of um, going off-piste and looking down other routes. Anyway, so yeah, so there we are. As I said, they're getting wall-to-wall attention and they are loving it. Um... I mean, I suppose the only thing is the walk's got a bit boring after a while, didn't it? I mean, we're very, very fortunate that we've got some fantastic walks on our doorstep. But there's only so many routes you can take without needing to take the car or, you know, um, or go off into to somewhere new. So I
1: have to say they've certainly enjoyed. Uh, I mean, look, we've got some some canals that we uh, we, we walk along. And some of those walks have been fantastic with some of this glorious weather we've been having.
0: Particularly the evenings and the sunsets are beautiful, aren't they? They
1: are. And, and noticeably, the, uh, of course, without with the lockdown in place, fully in place, um, not much movement on those canals. And it was amazing to see some of the, uh, the wildlife that exists that you possibly don't see on your day-to-day excursions. Mm. For example, there were, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure of the technical terms, but... Lots of fish, chub in the water. Um, what schools of chub would you call them? I don't know.
0: I have no a, a idea. Shoal I thought, of,
1: a shoal of chub? I thought a chub was a lock, to be honest. chub It is, but it's, <laughs> it's
0: also a particular type of fish, which... Um, Okay, well, that's boring. So we'll move on from that. And as I said, you know, there's only so many fish you can see in in, um, canals as as much as it was and as beautiful as it is. Oxford is quite known for its um, pollution. And that's one thing I think I certainly noticed, although we live outside on the outskirts of Oxford. I feel that within a couple of weeks, it was the air was cleaner.
1: Incredible. The the, the skyline, um, shocking shades
0: of purple.
1: Um, later on in the evening, when we take the dogs out for their for their evening walk, um, yeah. The, and as like
0: uh, you said, the canals cleaned up, didn't yeah. they? You couldn't see down to the bottom necessarily, and and now all of a sudden they're clear and clean.
1: Yeah, in, in, incredible. You know, some uh, clearly the the pandemic has been not the best. For the whole, for the whole world, it's been world. a tragedy for, for but, a lot of people, millions of people. But in, but in, in some respects, um, for the planet, nature has taken a bit yeah. of a rest, and uh, it's been amazing to see some of those subtle changes around us.
0: So yeah, so we, we got into this routine. How long were you furloughed for? Seven weeks? Eight weeks?
1: I lost I, I lost count. time. I lost. I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know where I was. Yes, yeah, probably yeah, about seven weeks. Seven weeks. Then got the call to say um, you're back. Um, we're bringing back as uh, we're bringing back some children back into school, and uh, yeah, choose a, a
0: small team and come back and provide us with some catering, please. So we'd gone from a fairly relaxed. Place. Um, We actually didn't get on each other's nerves, which was great. That's
1: because my cooking was so (laughs)
0: good. Just maybe kept drinking those, I don't know, one Um, or the other.
1: And and, I'm probably being so chilled out as well.
0: Exactly. And it was lovely. You know, our kids are 22 and and 19 and we're not going to have too many opportunities going forward. We're all home together for such a length of time, you know. So, you know, we made the most of it. So, yep, so Chris went back to work um georgina was still working because during those seven weeks she was the only person going out to work in the supermarket uh, our only key worker she is she's waiting to go off to university so she's taken some time out to save up some money so that's what she does and there she found herself one of you know just a few people traveling into oxford each day to work but um, good on her she did well and um and now chris is back to work catherine has gone back to sort out her uni house so we've got lots of shifting around again. And poor little Olive, Chris goes to work in the morning. She jumps up on the table, looks out the window, watches him go. And uh, yeah, she's quite sad. And then Ozzy just looks at her. And I'm sure he thinks, my goodness, if I get on that table, I think I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> so he just whines a bit, wanting her to, to come down and, and play. He's not. I don't think he's too bothered with the comings and goings, but it certainly has affected Olive, hasn't it?
1: Well, he soon lets you know, doesn't he? If he wants to play, then he doesn't mind who's around. He'll soon tell you, come on, guys, it's time for us to have a bit of a play.
0: Yeah, without um, too much thought about time, day or or, or place, um, which is great because he's still only a pup, Um Really. So I think it's Olive that is suffering the most separation and anxiety. So we try to play down the comings and goings, you know, not to make it too much an event, you know, certainly saying, Oh, look, Olive, dad's going out to work, you know, <laughs> just kind of try and ignore the fact that he's going out of the house. And, and obviously, particularly now that we're allowed to travel and getting our cars and, and go out for different walks. I mean, that's what's been fantastic now, um, is that we are able to, go off on of some beautiful walks in some woods um, in the Oxfordshire countryside. Um, as, as a lot of people are doing, you know, it's great to see families getting out and having a picnic or two and, and people out with their dogs. So it has definitely opened up and it has definitely taken their minds um, off of all the toing and throwing. But it can be a very difficult time, can't it? It okay, can, yes. For our pooches.
1: Yeah, they certainly do like... Uh... The extended walks that they get now, and the different sceneries, different smells. Um, we have to keep them away from anybody having a picnic, of course, because Labradors uh, do enjoy an outdoor picnic as much as anybody
0: else. Our previous Labrador, who um, was in our lives for eleven years, Robbie. Oh my goodness! Um, I, I can't remember how many days I cried when we had to have him um, put to sleep. Um, he had a big cancerous tumour in his in his belly, and he was eleven. But he was just a walking stomach, and there's no <laughs> amount of training that stopped him from pinching picnics, licking sunbathers. Even there was a chap doing some Tai Chi, and he tried to join in uh, with him. Thank goodness he found it funny. Um,
1: yeah, he, had a, he was a dog that he just had an amazing smile on his face all the time. Mm-hmm. So even when he did run around your barbecue with, with the sausages in his mouth, um, you couldn't really get angry with him because... He had a smile at the same time.
0: He certainly was a character, was well-known, wasn't he? He was, and he had a fantastic swimmer.
1: I've never known a dog that could swim in the river like this dog. He was like a, a, a little, little submarine when he got in the water.
0: Well, he wasn't under the water, can I just point out? <laughs> <laughs> His tail was like a rudder, wasn't he? But he used to swim quite fast. He did. Um, but he slowed down quite a lot the last <clears throat> few months of his life and there was obviously something um, not quite right. Thank goodness he didn't suffer. Um, and um, yeah, But as you say, say he, very did, sad times. he did very
1: much enjoy a picnic and a couple was cuddling in the park was one of his favorite hobbies I know, but breaking th- them up
0: we went to the lake at whitney um catherine and i the other day and there was exactly that there was a couple um i want to say straddling a bench just just literally be careful Chris. i know i'm being careful.
1: there may be younger viewers <laughs> listening to this podcast looking
0: at each other and as chris says canoodling a bit and yeah Ozzy is following in robbie's footsteps he certainly went over there and got in between them and thought you know there's some love going around and then you can give me a pat too so we had to put him on the lead and kind of <laughs> move him away from that situation so um as you can tell, we probably haven't learned an awful lot over the seven weeks after the fact that um, the dogs have loved having everybody home. I suppose it's that ingrained sense of having a pack and us all being together and then having to adjust to, well, I don't really want to say the pack leader, but I suppose I'll, I'll have to, you feed them, I suppose they see you as the pack leader. Um, going back off to work, they've had to readjust again and, and we've had to think how we fit into that and to make it a less painful experience for at least Olive.
1: Certainly, certainly coming home is not a painful experience because as soon as you pull <laughs> up uh, in the car, they're at the uh, at the door, uh, champing to greet you with a, a lick or two. In Aussie's case, nearly take you over because he's so large. Um, so yeah, um, they're, they're certainly very responsive when you come home. And it's great to see that they've clearly missed you and uh, and. Uh, a bit of a bit of more, a bit of more cuddling going on there with them,
0: and needing reassurance. So. That's uh, a few snippets of how we've um, found lockdown and coming out the other side and down a few sort of alleys in between. (laughs) Not always staying on subject. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed what we've had to say. I hope to see you, or should I say, hope to um, see your comments um, next time we're on, which will be next week. Have a very good week. Have a lovely weekend when it comes. I wish you all well. Be safe. Take care. Uh, yeah and uh, thank you very much indeed for yeah sorry I forgot to thank you for <laughs> yes, joining I... us didn't I? I'm, sure, <laughs> I I'm sure
1: your many listeners will also uh, would have heard that you didn't even let, allow me to say goodbye as well so it's a goodbye from
0: me I did just have my finger on the bottom okay and it's goodbye from me
1: goodbye